not the one who beats people up on planes. Fury versus Dillian White. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, Let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Tyson Fury, undefeated. 31 wins, zero losses. Of his 31 wins, 22 by knockout. Dillian White, 28 wins, two losses. Of his 28 wins, 19 are by knockout. Currently, you have Fury as a minus 600 favorite. White comes back at plus 400. Those are straight lines. We'll go, won't go, 12 full rounds. Won't go, minus 290. We'll go, plus 210. Fury wins inside, minus 135. Fury wins by decision, plus 240. White wins inside, 5 to 1. White wins by decision, 22 to 1. Woo! Fight is a draw, 30 to 1. Obviously, not a lot of people are picking White to upset Fury. Apparently, Fury is saying this is his last fight, one and done, and he is retiring. I don't really know if I believe that. There's still fights out there, big money fights. I mean, he is undefeated. He claims there's nothing left to do. I know his dad, I think it was his dad that wants him to retire, but he also said that Fury is a gym rat, and this has kept his mental health on on par the way that's supposed to be, and he doesn't believe that Fury will be able to walk away from the game uh, on top simply because he he loves the sport too much, and he loves training, he loves competing, and so his dad expects him to hang around too long like a lot of fighters until he eventually loses and maybe beyond that. And so it would be surprising, I think, if Fury hangs him up for good. I think you may see a bit of a break after this fight. If it gets by White, I think he may take a bit of a vacation there. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's quote-unquote lured back into a match with one of the other champions or maybe a name that steps out, a big money fight. I mean, obviously we're talking about AJ and you got Andy Ruiz, who I don't think is really that much uh, relevant in the division anymore, especially after his last fight against Chris Ariola. My Lord, I don't know what's going on there, but Andy Ruiz looked absolutely terrible. In fact, he's supposed to sign to fight uh, Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, and... That's not a foregone conclusion that Ruiz is going to get past Ortiz. So even though Ortiz is like 70 years old. But I think we'll probably see Fury back in the ring again. He does look in better shape, in my opinion, physically, than what he did against uh, Wilder in the third fight. I had mentioned in the pre-fight podcast leading up to that fight that I had heard stuff about Fury and his camp going into that. And I think you saw that. 
Ultimately, he prevailed, but I don't think he looked the best. It was a pretty much knockdown, dragout war. He had to he had to show a lot of heart and determination, like he always does. But stylistically, I think he fought, he made the fight much harder than what he needed to. And I also thought he made a lot of mistakes. And I also thought his head movement wasn't on par. There's was a lot that you could critique in that fight. And maybe it's that Wilder and him have had three brutal fights. And he has taken a lot of damage in those fights. Say what you will about Wilder and his technique and his ability to adapt. But he, he has given Fury... Some of his toughest fights, if not the toughest fights, and he's put a lot of leather on Fury, and Wilder can punch, say what you will about it, his, uh, his uh, lack of technique and skill set. He can crack, and he's put Fury down multiple times, and Fury's taking a lot of damage, so I mean, there could be some lingering effects there, and maybe it was a case of a bad training camp, but also how much abuse and damage he's taken in those Wilder fights. And speaking of adjustments, I'll just touch on this really quick because a lot of people don't give Wilder credit for the adjustments he made early in the fight against Fury. Of course, when he got tired and started to get beat, beaten down, he pretty much went back to the windmill uh, style that he's known for. But the first knockdown, I think it was, that made uh, Fury did the, the uh, stanky leg before he went down. He actually caught Fury coming in. So he counterpunched Fury as Fury was coming in. That's not something that a lot of people thought Deontay Wilder could do. And personally, in the pre-fight podcast, I mentioned the way I saw his training and what he was working on. It was a, game, a good game plan because Fury would be overconfident that he could walk Deontay Wilder down, just get in his grill, punish him, and eventually knock him out. Ultimately, that happened, but he took damage along the way, and that was because Wilder adjusted. And Wilder himself showed a lot of heart determination in all of the fights, but in that fight as well, went out on a shield the way he wanted to go out if he had to go out that way. And personally, I would like to see Wilder back in the mix. I'm not sure he's going to do that. He was talking about retirement and maybe going into a different career path. So we'll see what happens there. But I don't think we'll see uh, Wilder Fury 4, even if these guys do hang around. But I do think Wilder could be in the top of division. Definitely a money fight. Definitely entertaining. And I think a lot of the other guys in the division, people would pay to see Wilder against. Uh, speaking of pay, this fight, I don't know what it's going to do in the U.S., honestly. Supposedly, it's got a lot of hype in the U.K. Makes sense. I don't think it has a lot of hype in the U.S. Um, obviously, Fury's a favorite. When you're looking at White, a lot of people will say he has a better technique and he's a little bit more polished than Deontay Wilder. I would agree with that, but I don't think he hits as hard as Deontay Wilder. And in my opinion, that was always the equalizer in the fights with Fury is Deontay Wilder could just touch him. And that's what he's done throughout his career. He doesn't have to win every round, every second. He doesn't have to look smooth and silky. And he doesn't have to do everything right. He just needs to touch you. I don't think White's going to be necessarily in the same position as Deontay Wilder. Because, again, I don't think he hits as hard. I think he's going to have to be minding his P's and Q's. I don't think he can make as many mistakes as Wilder was able to mis uh, get away with with those mistakes. And then just land a haymaker and put Fury down or have him in bad trouble I think White's gonna have to work probably harder to get Fury in those positions than Deontay where literally Deontay can land one punch and you could be lights out or on the canvas you saw that even in the Fury fights it didn't take much and he's always a threat White has has adequate punching power but also you have to question his durability his two losses he's been knocked out uh, one was against AJ. He hurt AJ in that fight. I can't remember if he put him down, but I know he hurt him in that fight. 
And then, of course, the Pavekin fight where he was winning the fight and got blasted with an uppercut and knocked out cold. Uh, the Povekin fight should worry you because even at that stage of the game, Povekin was pretty much shop-worn, and you saw in the rematch, I know Povekin was coming off COVID and had a bad training camp and stuff like that, but he just looked absolutely atrocious. White did what he needed to do to get the revenge and knocked uh, Povekin out. But, I mean, the, the first loss to uh, Povekin isn't really excusable. You can make more of an excuse against AJ. AJ was the star in the show. Nobody really knew White. They had a little bit of bad blood there. He did better than what most people expected. But against Povekin, White was a favorite. He was expected to win. He was doing what he was supposed to do. And all of a sudden, boom, lights out. Obviously, against Fury, it's a totally different fight than Povekin won. Fury has a lot more left in the tank than Povekin, even in the first fight against White. And the other thing is, obviously, Fury is huge, and he can box, and he can slug, and he likes to crowd you. I mean, there's a lot of different things that Fury does that Povekin could never do. So it's going to be interesting to see if White just stays on the outside, then it's going to be the Tyson Fury show. You can pick him apart and box for 12 rounds and win on the cards, or if White wants to push the action, if Fury gets a hair up his ass, maybe he'll start putting a little something-something on his punches like he did against Deontay Wilder, who he really wanted to knock out each and every time they fought. Then White's going to probably have to take a lot of abuse to get inside in a position where he can work the body, in a position where he can hopefully land one of the haymakers that starts something you know, starts a trend, maybe wobbles Fury where he can build off of that. Again, I'm not really worried about White landing just a haymaker like Deontay Wilder and Fury going down. Is it possible? Of course, White can punch. But, I mean, he's he's dealing with a, a height and reach disadvantage. Wilder's a big guy himself. I think Fury could just smother him where that was. He did it against Wilder, but Wilder is big too, so there's a strength battle going on there. I think Fury will be able to lean on uh, White in the clinches, a la Lennox Lewis, how he used to do that. He was a master of that against the shorter guys and, in fact, holding behind the head and throwing the uppercut. I mean, these are all things. Tyson Fury knows every trick in the game. If he wants to make it dirty, he can make it dirty. If he wants to box from the outside, he can box from the outside. So, I mean, there's a reason Tyson Fury is favored here. Obviously, if you like Fury, you can just take him straight. The line isn't obscene, to be honest with you. Like, it's as low as minus 5-1 to one and as high as 7-1. to one. Most books are sitting right around the 550 to 6 to 1 mark. You would think he would be a much bigger favorite, in all honesty, over White. Uh, I guess they're, they're thinking that maybe White brings a little bit more technique and polish to the game and also has a little something-something on his punches that could bother Fury. I think if White is able to have success, he's going to have to work very, very hard for that. Unless Tyson Fury is just out of his mind, didn't do what he was supposed to do and overlooks White. From his physique, it doesn't look like that. Again, I think he's in better shape physically than he was against Deontay Wilder in the third fight. So it looks like Fury has put the work in. If he honestly believes right now that he's going to retire, obviously he's going to want to retire undefeated. So I think he probably did what he was supposed to do. I'm not sure he has as much fire uh, in his belly to challenge White as he did Wilder, especially after their first two fights and all the back and forth and the allegations and the cheating and this, that, and the other and the... And the draw in the first fight, which he felt he won. 
I'm not sure he's going to have, you know, a foot to the pedal mentality in this fight. And that's the danger here if you're going to pick a side on Fury. Because will he just go through the motions, box white, not take a lot of risks, just control the pace, control the distance, control where the fight takes place, and win a unanimous decision? That's certainly possible because people forget before Fury started going forward and started really put, you know, putting some power on his punches and sitting down on them, he was a slick boxer that would move around and his belly would jiggle and people would say, how can this 6'6 guy move like that? He's out of shape. He doesn't get tired. This is what Fury built his reputation on. So for him to go back to that against White, who he may not be totally motivated to match, it's possible it's not out of the realm of possibility. Personally, if you like Fury here and you just want to take him straight, I really can't go too crazy. Obviously, there's a little bit of risk there and you're getting a little bit of reward. I mean, it's not tremendously long odds, but again, you are going to lay some juice there. If you're worried about Tyson Fury maybe coming out flat, maybe just doing enough to win the rounds, then obviously that's probably safer bet because you could say, well, why wouldn't you take him by decision in that regard? Well, the issue here is if White pushes the pace, if White forces a fight, then Tyson Fury may just give him what he wants. That's the thing with Tyson, right? You never know. Like, he could be in one mode and all of a sudden flip the switch and just go balls to the wall. You saw that kind of in the third fight with Wilder. At times, he was kind of on the outside, and then at times, he'd get tagged, and he'd just go to war. Again, different fight, different fighters. But I think if White really is pushing the pace and really puts Tyson in a position where he has to fight to keep him off, then Tyson Fury is a big guy. He obviously has some punching power when he wants to. And White's durability is a question mark with both of his losses being by stoppage. Tyson Fury hits him, hits him a lot, hits him clean. He can hurt him. He can stop him. He can drop him for sure. So on this, you're going to have to pick your poison if you're not willing to lay the 6-1. to one. Obviously, the books think if Fury wins, he's going to win inside. His decision line is roughly 240, as low as right around 2-1. to one. And his inside is sitting at minus, minus 135 is roughly where that is at. So I think the books probably have it pegged right. I wouldn't be surprised if White is able to go some rounds. I think it's going to be a case if Fury is on, he's going to be able to do what he wants pretty much for the entire fight. And it's going to be up to Fury if he wants to put a little more oomph on it, a little pedal to the metal, a little more something, something and get White out of there. Or if he's just content to go through the motions. I, I kind of think he's going to be able to hit White enough that eventually, even if Fury wasn't going balls to the walls crazy for the stoppage, he'd probably be able to wear White down and get a late round stoppage. That's what I'm leaning towards and how the fight plays out. I think Tyson Fury will probably hit him enough, clean enough, and have enough power on his punches, even if he's not full blast, 100%. I'm just going to go out and destroy White. Even if he's not in that mode, I think the accumulation punches will probably wear White down. And maybe we see a mid to late round stop, which I wouldn't be surprised. 10, 11, 12 if it's that type of fight. Obviously, if Fury comes out, you know, with with the intent to hurt White, to finish him, to get him out of there, this fight's not going to go long. Because White will oblige and they will go. And probably Fury will catch him with something that White doesn't see, a la uh, Povekin, and White will go spark out. That wouldn't surprise me at all. If for some reason 
you're going to fade me because now's a great time because I've been stanky ass with my predictions lately. Terrible. If you're going to take white, I think you need to take white inside. Obviously, the books think the same when you look at white by decision and it's 2,022 to 1. I think the lowest I see is 18 to 1. I mean, it's pretty up there. And then when you look at white wins inside, even though it's still high, sitting them, you know, four to five to one, that's a vastly different line than what you see white wins by decision. So Way's fight, again, height, reach, disadvantage. He's going to have to work to get inside. He's going to look to land a haymaker. I don't think he's going to just have enough activity, be able to out-volume Fury because if he was coming in and Fury didn't like what he was seeing, he didn't like the combination punches, and really White's not this huge combination guy anyway. Let's be real. It's not like he's a windmill. He pretty much throws good body shots, throws some haymakers, looks to land a punch and get his guy out of there. That's what he's going to do against Tyson. But if for some reason he was windmill style, just running like Duracell battery here, Energizer, whoop, 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 Fury would just tie him up. He would just tie him up. So it would ultimately come down to white being able to hurt fury being able to land a shot that changes the course of the fight drops hurts rocks knocks fury out and i think that's the only way white wins the fight so if you're looking at white and you're looking at the upset depending on your book now some books he's sitting at like 480 you're getting close to the inside line okay if his straight line starts creeping up to what his inside line is, obviously that's a no-brainer. You're going to take white wins inside, uh, white straight. But if his inside line is, you know, a far better line than what you're getting straight, and you like the the potential chances for the upset for whatever reason, then obviously you would go with white inside. For my money, I think Fury. Is going to eventually catch him. I think he's going to wear him down. I think he's ultimately going to get a late round stoppage. But again, I've been ass. So be very, very careful if you're playing with me on the side of a Tyson Fury uh, late round stoppage or stoppage of any kind. Because with the streak that I've been on, Tyson Fury is probably going to box like Ali. It's not even going to come close to a stoppage. He'll win a... You know, every single round, 12 rounds, 120 to nothing. You know what I mean? It'll be some type of ridiculous, just total snooze fest that never comes close to anybody, including White, scoring a knockdown or a knockout. And then I'll be on here going, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. No, I kid, I kid, I kid. Listen. Before I go, this happens to everybody. And I always say that nobody's perfect. And a lot of times you see on the socials, people will throw shade at people for making their predictions or you're wrong or this, that, and the other. And I'm like, really, if you've been in this game long enough, you're going to go on these streaks. It's like you go on hot streaks, you go on cold streaks. And in reality, it's just you breaking it down, right? It's your opinion, how you think things are going to play out. That's why I always say you should do your own research. And if you want to follow me, cool. And if you want to fade me, cool. Like, I'm just, I'm cut from a different cloth than most of these people who go hide their head in the sand or make excuses about this, that, and the other. I mean, it is what it is, right? Just like we're going to have tremendous times where we're just nailing every single pick and it's actually coming out exactly how we described it and we're like we're the best ever you're also gonna have that cold streak where you're like man i can't pick a damn fight to save my life and not only is this going on in boxing but it's also going on in mma as well so the start of the year has been total trash but I have confidence because I've done this for decades upon decades upon decades that eventually 
as it always does, it will turn. We will get back on track. And like I always say, I do this just because I like doing it. Obviously, I don't have this tremendous following and people like to toot their horns about, you know, I, I, I do a podcast or I, I run a website or something that somehow, some way they think they're so much better than everybody else. I don't really do that. I've never really done that. Again, the follower accounts or if anybody finds this entertaining, if it helps your long ass commute while you're driving to work, it helps you get through that or you just like fading me to make money or you like following me to make money. That's really why I do it. Like I just do it because I like talking about boxing, I like talking about MMA. I've been in this game forever. And so I just do those things. So the wins and the losses, yeah, in the end, they always equal out. Like in the end, we'll get what we're going to get because consistency is the key it's the same thing that people when they tout a huge win right and then the other 11 months out of the year it's crickets because i'll take consistency all day every day over huge gigantic wins and then huge gigantic losses eventually that will bite you in the butt if you play that type of thing but if you do your homework you do your research and you're just consistent with your picks and the way that you like to pick fights and the way that you deem fighter a has an advantage over fighter b and then of course when you're looking at the odds and what you think has value and the way that you think the fight could potentially play out and remember i do what a lot of people don't do i pick my poison more often than not, I am picking poison on this fight, which is a thousand percent more difficult than going, I'm going to take Tyson Fury straight. I mean, you see people like this all the time, regardless of the lines. It could be minus 2,000, minus 5,000. They're like, I like Triple G straight. It's minus 2,500 or something crazy. I mean, of course, again... This is, this is what you do if you want to tout wins and losses like it's a baseball game. I've won 15 and I've lost 3. But they're not going to tell you those 15 were minus 4,000 favorites. Right? And then because they're not doing it for real. Because when you're doing it for real and you're looking at risk versus reward, you know. You lay minus 5,000 on one dude and he loses for whatever reason. All of a sudden, that's a huge makeup that you have to claw back. If you put five grand to win a hundred dollars, he loses. You're in the hole five grand. How many fights are you gonna have to win to pull back that five thousand dollars that you just lost? just to break even this is why we get in depth on the odds this is why we talk about all the time risk versus reward because this ain't a uh, this ain't a game uh, boxing and mma and betting where you just use statistics like they do in all these other team sports no 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 you cannot go off wins and losses and a fighter's record to determine who's going to win. And it's the same thing when you're looking at these touts or these fly-by-night ex, so-called experts touting their win-loss. And I'm verified by this and I'm verified by that and blah, 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 blah. I want to see consistency over decades and decades and decades. And not only that, but I want to hear risk versus reward. I want to know that you understand the odds and the way that, that you play the game is important. Because you can you can have losses when you're not taking huge losses. You can have two, three, four losses and maybe that one win that you picked because you were smart. You looked at the odds. You looked at the risk. You, look, you looked at the rewards. Sometimes you can be 
a one in three and you profit. You can literally win one fight and lose three fights and profit. It all depends on how you're spreading your cheddar and what the odds are on what you're playing. Ah, I digress. I'm going on a bit of a tangent, a bit of a rant, but you see this time and time and time again. So basically what I'm saying is if you guys get any value out of this whatsoever, that's all I want. I don't ask you guys for anything. I appreciate all the love and the support 100%. Always will. I just wanted to let everybody know that I appreciate you listening, going through my 15, 20-minute rambles, my cold streaks, my hot streaks, and hopefully this is the start, Fury versus White, of a new hot streak for Fight Junkie. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.